And welcome back. We're getting close to the end of our champion model. And I've really, really enjoyed going through this new program of mine about how to be a champion. So we nearly finished with how to be a champ. I've added words of I-O-N. And we spoke about integrity at the end of the last week's episode. But the O is very, very key, especially in these times. And it's really apparent for me because O is all about organizational skills. Do you have the organizational skills to complete the task you need to do? Do you have the wherefore to complete the task you need to do? Do you have the right partners in your life to complete the task you want to do? Because if you're like me, I'm brilliant with some ideas, and I'm brilliant with my masks, and I'm brilliant on turning up on time. (coughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm brilliant at doing certain things, but I lack a lot of skills that mean I have a perfect partner with Neil Martin who can produce a podcast, get it live online. I have a perfect partner with Jeff Ram who can create this idea of speaking all over the world. And we go on stage, he's brilliant at producing slides. I have a perfect writing partner who can produce my books. I have a perfect PA who can do all the work behind the scenes because she does everything but speak. You have got to find now in your repertoire, who has got the skills you need to make sure your organization, and that might be your family, your office, your clients, can make you the best version of yourselves. So, you know, you've got a 21-year-old son who's got some skills you don't have, whether it's on social media or equipment. You've got a daughter that brings you right back down to the right, the grassroots levels, because you just are an embarrassing father and tells you you can't join TikTok because you're just too old. You know, you've got relationships in your life, whether it's clients, landlords, some people you've spoken to who provide you with some phenomenal stuff. You've got equipment skills with how you produce this podcast. So you've got to find people in your life to complement what you do, to add value to what you do, but most importantly, fill in the gaps of what you're not able to do. I'm not going to say can't, I hate that word, but there's some things I just can't do. And there are some things I just won't do. So mm-hmm. I I won't decorate my house, but I'm sure if I had no money, I'd probably get a paint and some paint and do it. I'm just not willing to do it because I just can't be asked. Electronically and digitally, my capacity for wires and all the rest is a Neil Martin speciality, which is why we've had a year and a half of phenomenal podcasts. If it was left to me, there'd be half a recording on Zoom. I wouldn't have persevered. I would never have got it out. So I'm blessed that I have a big organization behind me who are direct partners, indirect partners, loving partners, special partners, perfect partners. And if you want your organization to run well, who are you going to surround yourself with to give you the best chance of success? Because as I've always said, you have to do it by yourself and you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And the the interesting thing in this is my organizational kind of project management type skills suck. It's not my strong point. I'm, you know, I'm like you, my... Strongest thing is coming up with the ideas in the first place. It's not bringing them to execution. Um, 
I am pretty good at surrounding myself with people that can help with that. I'm also, over the years, I've become fairly good at putting kind of, dare I say, it, systems in place to force me to do stuff that doesn't come naturally. So, you know, we've talked before about me being like a monkey with some elephant tendencies. Those elephant tendencies are taught. I've learned them because pure monkey in me gets nothing done. Has yeah. amazing ideas that would be awesome if they came to fruition, but you will never ever get to see any of them because I'll be on to the next idea and then the next idea and then the next idea. You know, I, I had somebody say to me a couple of weeks ago, we, we were talking about um, me working on my book and stuff. I've been writing for the book in the morning and I hit like a point of, I'm burned out writing this today. I need to take a pause. I need to do something else. So I ended up writing music in the afternoon. And they're like, I don't know many people, if any, that can go from writing you know, a book to writing music in the same day. For me, that just comes naturally. It's just who I am. It's what I do. It was no big deal to do that. And the the writing music was almost a decompression from the writing the book if that makes sense it was like it was a relaxation i don't have to think as much this will just come together it's purely for pleasure so who cares if it's crap anyway you know it, it's a different attitude to the same thing what i've what i've kind of dare i say almost like regimented myself to do is to develop habits that say okay if i've got stuff i need to do and i don't necessarily want to do it how do I like book times in my diary for me? How do I have some kind of systemized approach that says I'm going to do this this way so that actually gets done? Um, so that organization could be like, how do you organize yourself as an individual? Or it could be, what's the organization you build around you? Well, so that's you why I said organizational system. skills, that exactly. there's an organization and the skill set to do this stuff. Yes. I mean, I've, I've been blessed to find a guy to help me with my assessment tools. It's the one piece of the puzzle that I've been lacking. And in about four weeks' time, I will have the most incredible uh, assessment tool that is animal-fied that no one else in the world has got. And I could never have done it. I've been talking about it. My friends in South Africa have tell, told me for years, you need to have it. It will be a game-changer. It will be a worldwide thing. It will be all online. And I've gone, yeah, but and I should be. I could be doing this. Yep. All the letters of my champion model so far, I've missed out on until something came about where I met the right person at the right time, literally on a Zoom call a couple of weeks ago, and we've connected and we are 98% of the way there. I've just got to persevere through the last bit of paperwork. Yep. So for you and for everyone who's listening, find out where your skill set is short because you can't have tens across the board. You know, if you're a monkey, you've got great ideas. If you're a lion, you can force stuff through. If you're a dolphin, you're going to be great at teamwork. And if you're an elephant, you're going to have phenomenal systems, but you don't take much action. Mm -hmm. That's why the zookeeper is the greatest organizational skill authority. Because his job is to run the place, or her job is to run the zoo. You can't just have animals being fed, but no structure. And you can't just have people cleaning out the the the, the cages if they're not being fed food. And you yeah. can't have them all happy, clappy, dancing for the public if they're not being fed. The whole thing works together. So whoever's listening, what I'd like you to do is to write down, what are you brilliant at? I nearly said the S word there. And what are you really not good at? And then ask, who can support you with that stuff Otherwise, you're only going to be a champ. If you want to be a real champion, you've got to have people 
who can help you with your organizational skills. Yep. No, I completely agree. And, you know, like you, like you said, and, uh, you know, it's, it's almost a cliche, but it's, it, but it is completely true. That whole thing of, you know, you've got to do it for yourself, but you can't do it alone. I also think there's an aspect in there of not only have you got to do it for yourself, but you can't do it alone. You've, you've got to want to do it for yourself, even if you're doing it for the benefit of other people. But yeah, you're you, going to have to get support, otherwise you're never going to cross the line. No different. 100%. 100%. And also, you know, pages and pages of stuff. We, we've also, I mean, we've talked about this once before. You know, a lot of people talk about, but how do I do something? 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 Just take the three letters of how and rearrange them and you get the word who. Yeah, you know, if I don't know how to do something, who does? And maybe they can help me by teaching me. Maybe they can help me by doing something for me. Maybe they can connect me to somebody else or some system or some process or whatever that simplifies stuff and makes it easier. But I don't have to figure... that one down again. I I like that one. The how and the who. Hold on. I don't have to figure everything out for myself. And And that is the most important point in there. You know, you take... H-O-W, you turn it into W-H-O. It's the same three letters. It's actually an acronym that I break down further inside my book. So that's that's one part of the book, is that who do you need to become? W-H-O. I'll put this in really, really simple terms right now because I think we've spoken about it in a podcast before. But, you know, the, the W is basically willing. You've got to be willing to change. You've got to be willing to do new things, try new things, push yourself beyond what's well, Hold that thought because my end is going to come up very clear with that. Okay. Then, then the H is you've got to have brutal honesty. You've got to be honest about where you are and what progress you are or aren't making. Because if you want to make change, if you're not being rigorously honest about you know, that what you're trying to achieve and how you're doing on it, if you're lying to yourself intentionally or otherwise, you're not going to take the necessary steps. Right? You've got to be, you know, super objective and go. This is black and white. I'm here or I'm not. And then the final thing is you've got to be open-minded. Because it's one thing, thing to be willing to change and to go, okay, well, I'm honest about where I am and I'm prepared to take the action and all this kind of stuff. If you're not open and minded about the different ways you might achieve something, you might miss the golden opportunity. Because so many people get wedded to the journey. You, I think for me, it's like figure out what the destination is and then be open to there's different ways to get there. Well, that I think so many people to... map the whole journey and get stuck because they think it has to happen in an exact order and sequence in a certain way and in a certain time scale. And when that doesn't happen, they give up. You know, but that's maybe there's a better, quicker, easier travel agent. Okay, that's what yeah. travel agents do. They send you to a place on a fixed time. What you want to do is learn to become a tour guide. And exactly. On the journey. Exactly. You got it. You got it. So the last letter of N is all about nerve. Or chutzpah, depending on which religion you are. Okay, I'm if, sure chutzpah doesn't begin with an N, though, right? No, it doesn't. But I, but chutzpah is really the word I wanted. But I need an N, so it's the nerve, chutzpah, or courage. But nerve is a key word. You know, when we first met, however many, 18, 20 months ago, you know, the Actually, nerve, we first met about five years before that. But yes, but the part of this where we said we were going to do a podcast, yep. one of us had to broach it, one of us had to reach out and take a risk. Bit of yep. Then we had to do the first episode and put it out, and hopefully people would listen. Then we had to work out some logistical stuff. And when I was once in America and you were in Africa or vice versa, you know, we needed the nerve to say it won't be pretty, but it will go out. Yep. Go back to your dumb beats perfect. You've got to make a decision 
you won't have everything ready, but take a risk, be a little bit cheeky, ask for support, which goes back to the organizational skills, and hold your nerve that you'll get there if it's in alignment with your mission. Yep. I'm gonna, so all the letters then come into character with this, that if you really are in integrity and you follow your mission and you have the right people around you, you'll be amazed who can support you. So a couple of weeks ago, when we were doing the chicken soup run, mm-hmm. get ready for this one, we needed some holler rolls, some bread that are plated, and we wanted to make sure that everyone who got a bowl of chicken soup got some bread. Well, we needed 50. So I've worked with the Craft Bakers Association, and I thought, let's be a bit cheeky and ask, if we get 50, could we get a discount? Now, bear in mind, I've already spent loads on the equipment and the soup, but I thought, it must be one of the bakers who I've worked with. And this guy said, not a problem at all, 50% discount, just turn up Friday morning, and everyone we've given soup to has just loved it. The problem is we're getting repeat orders. That wasn't the intention, you know. <laughs> we've literally got a soup kitchen going now. But the question is, unless you ask, you don't know. And no one's ever said no on if you've never asked. Yep. The answer is always going to be no if you don't ask. And there's a great book by my coach called by Jack Canfield. So he was coaching me from 96 to 2000. He wrote a book you may not have heard of called The Aladdin Factor. So he's the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul Books, which most people have read. I've got a whole bookshelf of Chicken Soup for the Soul Books. But the best book he ever wrote, in my opinion, was The Aladdin Factor. And it's all about asking for what you want. And it's asking for what you want spiritually, emotionally, from your kids, from your clients. And it's how to ask. And if you're in character and you come from the right heart, and you've got the right attitude, and you've got integrity, and you ask in the right way, most things you want are given to you. Yeah. But if you're doing it by trying to take from life, instead of being a giver in life, you get often said no. So we are hoping that people who are listening to this podcast love what we do, and we ask every week with a bit of chutzpah and a bit of nerve, we'd like a five-star review. Yep. I'm sure there are some people who think this isn't that good. Well, they're right, but we think it's phenomenal, and it's our podcast, and we're going to ask for that because it boosts our ratings. We ask for feedback, feed forward. It's a bit cheeky. Um, if you know, if you want to do a podcast, Neil has some fantastic ideas. He can help loads of you create a podcast. If you want coaching, Neil and I do it. We're being a bit cheeky, and we're advertising on our podcast. The problem is most people don't ask. And then they're surprised they don't get. And the best bit about asking is having the nerve. So you know where I live. I live in a very small close of six or seven houses. It's interesting that most of my close now know what I do because I've told them and I've had some recommendations from two people who live in my close. I've traveled all over the world. They've got people who live, I don't even have to get my car. Yep. Is it a bit cheeky? And when my new book came out, I delivered one to all the neighbours. One <laughs> of the dogs said it, but that's okay. But I was proud of the book, and I thought, they know people who know people, and who knows what can come of it. That If you don't have nerve or chutzpah, and you don't have courage, and courage all comes with the French word heart anyway, 
if you don't ask for support, you are missing out on a trick. There are so many people, if you were to ask them for support, they would be chuffed. It's no different to when your son asked you weeks ago, maybe I can live with you. First of all, he was asking, but how did you feel when your 11-year-old daughter says, can you help me with my homework? Even though she knows you're shit at maths and you can't do any of it, but at least she's asked. Yep. And there's a chance that you then interact. So everyone who's listening to this, we've gone through eight steps over the last four weeks. I'm begging you to mark yourselves out of 10 for all eight qualities. So where do you fit in in character, heart, attitude, mission, perseverance, integrity, organization, skills, and nerve? And whatever your mark is, and most people are never higher than 64. That means you're an eight out of 10 for everyone. Most of us are probably 48 out of 80 which gives you sixes on average. How do we get you to 56, maybe to 64? And if you put down 80, I'm telling you now, you lied. So there's my model for champion. I hope you've enjoyed the last four or five weeks of how how you become a champion. But if you follow the model and you become real and you get support, your life will work and you'll get through this COVID-19. Yep, no, that's awesome. And I yeah, you know, I think the one thing I would say just to kind of chuck on the end of it in terms of the asking thing, right? I'm a big believer in karma or whatever else you might want to call it. But yeah, you know, that thing of what we put out comes back to us, basically. And there's a, a great man that helped me with something six somewhere between five and six years ago. It was in um twenty fourteen, but towards the end of twenty fourteen. And um, just to help you with your maths, that's nearly six years ago. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why your daughter doesn't ask you for maths homework. Actually, I'm quite good at maths, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> the I said to him at one point like, after he'd done this thing for me, I said, "How do I ever repay you? Because I feel like I need to do something to repay you." He said, "You don't. You just do the same thing for somebody else when they need it." And that was such a big lesson for me that's actually come up multiple times since then, where, you know, I've had conversations with people, they've done something that's helped me out, or I've asked for a favor, or they've asked for a favor. And in either direction, you know, there's been this thing of, like, what can I do for you? It's like, don't worry about doing anything for me. When you get an opportunity to do something like this for someone else, do it. And I, you know, I, I honestly believe when we help people, we then get the help we need to show up in our life. Probably not from the same person, but it, it it shows up, you know? So, and that's back to that thing of courage and asking and everything else. Most people, if you ask them for help, if they can, they will want to help you and they will get as much from helping you as you get by receiving the help. Well, they get a dopamine hit the minute they start giving you support. Exactly. And that's my point. It's, serotonin mode. Yeah. That's my point. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask. And, um, and yeah, we can I, ask you for our reviews. We'd yeah, like because that, that will help us. Because that will help us. Yeah. So, you know, Good to see you, Neil. I yeah, and you. In a couple of weeks' time. Have fun. Yeah. Love you lots. We will catch you soon. Next episode next week. Be good. <laughs>